Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we are keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Lambertone Pickups. Go check them out at lambertone.com. They've got the cremas, and I'm not even going to talk about doing the demo because I still haven't done it. How's that a demo coming out? Yeah. It's coming out soon. I actually just set up the uh, the recording area that I'm going to be using. So that was one of the problems was getting a good backdrop kind of situation going. So, but it'll be coming I've out. Be, I've been loving uh, Shelby Pollard. Also got a set. Uh, he's one of the. He's the guy who's usually featuring a jazz master on all Chicago music exchanges uh, uh, videos. Yeah, and he. Those things sound like heaven when he's playing it. So, I want to check these out. Well, I've got a a black backdrop that, but the problem was, was like my first recording I did was right in front of my desk, and I'm I don't like the way it looks. It's got the nice wood paneling background, which uh, apparently died out very towards the seventies. Yeah. So, all right. So we're gonna go into what's new, Chris. What you got? Uh, I should be picking up the bass that was recently featured on our instagram uh hopefully tomorrow if not tuesday nice plug of the instagram way to go chris you're welcome follow us at (laughs) the effects loop (laughs) (laughs) that but that uh, i think you were uh you posted that also in the in the sinusoid group so if you're a sinusoid customer you've probably heard about that um, it's for customers only, so buy something from Sinusoid, and you actually get to join in. But you were looking for a cable, did, or, and Marissa didn't like the first suggestion. Did you guys find anything you did like? Mm, I may end up playing around with like looking through their colors and maybe even just emailing Albert or Anthony, whoever handles the questions now, uh, and seeing like what they could get. Since... Uh, I think it was Anthony said that they wanted to get a silver sparkle, but didn't. So I might have to talk them into that. Well, I thought silver the, sparkle would be very, very loud. The thing is, is that well, the uh, bass is already loud, so it would kind of blend in. True. <laughs> the, the blue with carbon really looked good. I thought it looked great. Yeah, I, I, li- I kind of liked it, but I may still end up getting that for when I play, but. I'm probably getting their new like red and black thing for the thriller St. Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's really got that. Cause uh, I think, well, are you doing the green day, like the black, white and red green day kind of look? That's, that's the idea. Yeah. Okay. And that would match my creation board, which is actually you to uh, how to dismantle an atomic bomb inspired with the red and black also. So it would just all kind of tie together. Oh, well, yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what you got new? Uh, I uh, I haven't really bought much new. I, I am teasing a package, but we'll get into that because it relates to our news topic. Uh, but I've, uh, after all of my talking on our last episode of, man, I hope none of my equipment goes bad. <laughs> Easter Sunday, my amp blew up uh, during rehearsal, rehearsals, so I had a tearing up my hair moment, but I'm up my and running didn't again. My blow up. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh but i yeah bad tube in the super reverb 
got a got a new preamp tube in it now, and it sounded fantastic this morning. So I'm actually happier now than I was before. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, I guess it's my turn. I actually got um, there's a company that was advertising uh, showing some picks made out of stone. It was actually it was a wood stone picks stone wood picks. It's gonna be really bad. I can't remember that. Um, uh, I think it's our sponsor. Stonewood picks for this week. <laughs> well, uh, they didn't sponsor us. I but they actually they didn't hook me up. I did tell them I was with a podcast and and uh, he sent me. I did buy one pick and he sent me another one to try out. They're actually Ooh. pretty cool. So um, I kind of told him what style I use. Um, I was really big into the eighty-eight millimeter, the small jazz pickups that a company sent out which no longer exists. Um, and he sent me two different picks, uh, the one I wanted and the one he suggested. And the one he suggested was actually a lot better. Um, it was actually, uh, I don't know if it would be considered stone. I'm not a geologist, and this is not a geology podcast. But it's actually petrified wood. Feels like stone. Mm. So It's a stone, stone now. It was word at one point in life. That's our what industry, petrified means. Our, our in- industry expert over there. But they're actually they <laughs> they feel really good. Um, it's not as thick as I thought it would be, uh, the one that he sent me, and they have a really nice. I, what you imagine they do to your sound kind of have a glassy like higher end sound. It's exactly what they do. But um, I was kind of nervous. I was like, man, I'm afraid I'm gonna like dig in and scratch up a paint on a guitar, and which did not happen. So I've been using them. I used them for Easter Sunday. I actually forgot them today. I've got them put up because they are like thirty bucks each. Ooh. So yeah, they're they're definitely kind of a novelty thing. I mean, I could see using them all the time if I. I mean, but there's also picks that are that expensive. What are those blue chip picks or something? Uh, a lot of country players, like bluegrass mm-hmm. players, use them. Uh, there are levels like that of picks that are out, but these actually sounded pretty good i mean they sounded really good um, i was very happy with them so if you guys uh, are interested in picking up some new picks and want to try them out give the guys a look at nice woods woodstone picks i'm pretty sure are you sure about that <laughs> listen you guys like i'm not even kidding i'm gonna look this up because i'm like 98 percent sure i'll feel really bad if i get that wrong we can edit this out in post right no uh yeah totally yeah, you're not going to edit it out in post. Nope. No, not at all. No, all right. So, no. it, let's see. Because the, the gentleman's name is Lucas Wood. So, it is Woodstone Picks. That makes sense. Woodstone though. Carvings. That's it. They design picks. Oh, Woodstone Carvings. Totally different. Yeah. What? Okay. We'll edit that okay. in post. Um, so, but that moves us into our news, actually. Um, Scott, you want to talk about the first news piece? Yeah, staying in the realm of picks and also new gear days. Uh, Ernie Ball announced this at NAM for the new Prodigy series of picks. Uh, I I wound up picking up a set. I've been sort of tooling around with them. Uh, the Prodigy is a, I believe the product is Delrin. I'm not super familiar familiar with uh, that material. I don't think other I don't know of other pick users that like build all the picks out of that, but. It's a beveled edge. It comes to a sharp point, which gives it a unique playing experience. Um, and they kind of have this matte kind of finish to them. 
So they are fairly grippy without having like a... Uh, so I used to use the Gator Grip Tortex picks from uh, mm-hmm. Dunlop for a long time. And uh, I never broke the picks. The Just the Gator Grip things would just like come off over time. And then they'd be hard to hold on to. Uh, this doesn't seem to have that. Like it, it will get a little shiny from you holding it and playing with it for a little bit, but then you you leave the pick sitting on the desk for a minute, and then it goes back to the matte finish. So, so what is it uh, like? The feel like if you can compare it to any pick, like is it closer to like a like a gravity? It seems like the way it looks is like a gravity pick, kind of. Uh, I so gravity picks are acrylic, right? Yeah. I believe so. Okay. Um, I have just the free ones and then the, like the one I tried out at Summer Nam last year. And um, Gravity Pick does not give out free samples, we found out. Uh, so I did not get to walk away with that pick. Um, the, the acrylic is way smoother just in terms of just how you feel it. And uh, so... But like on, on the gravity picks that often like JHS or Creation are giving out as like samples, those kind of have this like mitered edge on them where yeah. that has some texture to it, and you still get a lot of scrape from them when you're when you're plucking at an angle or something like that. Um, these are really smooth. Uh, I wound up I had I played acoustic for our Saturday night service at the ch- my church very very last minute sub in. So I brought it along and I was like, all right, I'll use this. And uh, I have like no pick attack noise where like usually when you play acoustic, you're kind of like a glorified shaker setting yeah. rhythm sometimes because yeah. all you're hearing is the while you're playing. These don't have a lot of that. So I can see that being very appealing for um, high gain guitar playing, like single mm-hmm. note run kind of thing, speed picking. I can see that being really like a great thing because it doesn't have a lot of attack it just has a really neutral tone the whole time but when you play rhythm acoustic you need more attack otherwise your jambay player doesn't know what's going on um so and we can talk more about that in our topic uh but yeah uh i i so i think i kind of got into the who these are for and what what they'd use uh i got a 1.5 millimeter and they play really good um they're slightly taller than like a jazz three. So if your complaint is like, I like the pointed end of a jazz three, but I'm always dragging my knuckles on the strings or something like that. Cause you have to choke up on it too much. This lets you kind of back off it a little bit. Okay. That's pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah. see, I'm like, I'm weird about pickups or not pickup strings. Gosh, bless America. Picks. <laughs> what are we? Sorry. Stick, stick with me. All right, so I just started a diet the other day, and the guys know that I've been a little bit like out of it, irritable, because you don't realize Angry. how much you love. Yeah, yeah, just ticked off in general. So, uh, but uh, picks. I'm like, I was looking at my picks while talking about it, but there's strings next to it and pickups actually. So, um, is there a guitar kinda, body there too and a neck? N- no, but there's a little like wooden portrait thing of a guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that does for anyone. If you're into wooden portraits of guitars, come on over. Um, but they, uh, I've like finding a great pick has been tough because the ones I've found that I really like, I can't really get anymore. But um, like I have a couple gravity picks, um, 
and they're they're nice but they just they give you a real plastic sound in my opinion like i don't care for mm. the sound of them and the stone picks um also give a kind of a higher sound and i usually run my guitars kind of dirty so it actually works out pretty well but i don't know i might be going back to my good old dunlop tortex 73s i played those for years and i kind of got out of them but i might be going back but let's see yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm giving up i use a, a dunlop prime tone i use the one and a half millimeter sometimes or the three millimeter version because i just i i like having a large pick um it's just more comfortable to hold and i don't feel like i can might drop it and i like how the print is raised in the molding so like they're real easy to grip um so i don't know if i'm giving those up yet but these are cool i'm glad i have a, i have six of them or so and uh i'm gonna play around with them for a little bit i think they were 10 bucks shipped from american music supply that was the only place i really saw them available yet like sweetwater didn't have them yet Guitar Center didn't seem to have them yet. And also, AMS sent it in the just most enormous, unnecessarily large box ever. I I thought I got a new pedal that I forgot that I ordered sitting on my oh, front yeah. porch. Did you post that on the Instagram too? Yeah, I post that. That was the box I posted on the Instagram. Add effects loop, or yes. the effects loop. <laughs> Plug number two. We got one more. So I think that brings us to our other new um, piece of news that is not really new, but is coming to market right now. Finally, kind of. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you want to introduce this one? Uh, so next in news, we have the Stratelli Hybrid from Fender's Parallel Universe guitar collection is finally hitting uh, the market. Um, basically what it is is a tele body with strat pickup, strat pick guard, control set, trim, and strat neck. I wouldn't even say much as a it's a tele body. It's just a single cut. It, like that's the best way to look at it. It's a single cut strat. Yeah, is you, the lower horn a strat cut or a tele cut, or are they the same? That's totally a tele cut. I say it looks. I mean, no. I mean, I get that it's a telecut. Like, I I agree, but like they're pretty darn close to the. That's pretty much you could just say a single cut strat. Yeah. If you fill in that the top horn, it would look pretty much exactly like that. Because like the one thing that I consider with a tele body is, you've got a tele routing, and that doesn't have it. I mean. I don't know. I think it just it's a goofy looking Fender Strat. It's like someone started like cutting a Strat body and just gave up when it came time <laughs> to the top horn. Like you know what? That's flipping close enough. I'm gonna go with that. Does it have a belly cut and uh, the like the armrest cut? Yeah, it does. It doesn't have the armrest. Oh, it doesn't. Doesn't look like it. Let me see if Sweetwater has it. Yeah, it it just plays with your head because, like, you see, if you if you just ignore the top horn, it looks like a strat, just straight through. Yeah, completely. But uh, I mean, my first thought with this thing is I I started thinking of the Nashville Tellies way back in the day 
Or they still make those, don't they? I th- yeah, think so. They, they've got some that are still being made. I know there's a there's some uh, made Mexico Nashville style. Mm. So growing up, one of my favorite guitar players played in Nashville Telly. So like, there's that kind of like soft spot there. Um, if you liked old Sleeping at Last stuff before they just made music for Grey's Anatomy, uh, <laughs> and Ryan O'Neill played electric guitar, it was he had a he had a really great sound from that Nashville Telly. But this is not that because you it's Strat pickups. Yeah, uh, it's very much a Strat, just different body. Yeah, I think. I just think they're kind of reaching on trying to make it. Fender's really like put, been putting out stuff that no one wants. Like they're, it's like they're pulling a Gibson. Well, the thing like with that's the th- that series is some of them, like you said, aren't really trying. But then you have the Troublemaker, which is basically the is that Tele Deluxe Les Paul hybrid. Okay, now that one actually looks cool. Yes. But you're shooting, like, what's your passing rate on that? Like, you put out how many new guitars on this series, and only one of them looks like something that might be worth trying? Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm trying to, Fender's like... Fender's been in business for 50 years, 50 plus years, and you can really name only less than 10 successful guitars. Right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. One, it, it, you know, only one of these might leap to the top, but... You know, it's worth doing 10 mistakes to get that one. So, I mean, I, I'm happy they're doing it. I'm, um, not, I'm not mad that they're doing it. I think I'm more mad at the guy. It's like, I'm not mad, I'm not even mad at the guy who had the idea. He's like, what if we do this? I'm mad at the second guy that was sitting there saying, yeah, that's an excellent idea. Like, dude, you had a yeah. chance to stop this. <laughs> uh, like, So, a lot of these just feel like these are the kind of things you'd have in, like, their... Fender Custom Shop calendar. Yeah. Where some of they these, built one of them. Yeah, some of these aren't even like what I would consider parallel universes. It's just like... Goofy? Not fully goofy, but like putting a Jazz Master setup on a Tele body, uh, the Tele thin line shape that they've done two or three times now with the like Filtertron, sorry, Fender... Tron, I think is what they call them. Yeah. Um, and then basically the Tele bass with jazz and P bass pickups. Hmm. The only one that reaches out uh, to me is like the Troublemaker and this, yeah, whatever the cool. mod, mod, Metora, the really weird shaped one. Oh, yeah. What's that called? The Metora. Yeah. Yeah, don't ask me. I didn't pay it much attention. But hey, it comes out in November, so... Uh... <laughs> Save up. You Never. can do it. I like that they actually have dates on everything now. wonder if I could save up $2,000 by July and get the Troublemaker. <laughs> I think that's going to sell out. It probably I is. Wanna... I want to try that one at NAMM. Well, that one's going to be really big in P-dubs. Oh, yeah. Like, and I mean, just that's a guarantee. You're going to see those when they hit yeah, cause all over. P-dubs is who ate up the, uh, like, basically Gretsch Fender thing that they did 
two years ago at the like nine hundred dollar range. They were sold out everywhere. And I would guarantee ninety percent of them were probably reposted in Gear Talk PNW. <laughs> was it like yeah. an affordable version of what was it called the White Chicken? I think so. the uh, custom shop one that they posted. No, because the White Chicken is like a telly, like semi or full hollow. This was just mm-hmm. the thin line Telecaster, like body neck with filter drones, versus the standard uh, wide range. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, uh, most guitars that have filter trons on it are very thick, and so you're at a very different body position mm-hmm. trying to play those. So if you're like, I just want to have a telly shape, you know, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. I still want to find one of the 2012 versions, but people are selling them for what the American version is going for. <laughs> The golden white ones, I think uh, a friend of mine, Anthony Valeni, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm going to guess that's right. He's not going to listen to this. Uh, he has one, and, like, they're selling, like, they're asking, people are asking, like, $1,200 for him and stuff like that. Yeah, and they're the, I think they're in the made in Mexico's, were they not? Uh, it's either Mexico or, like. It definitely wasn't U.S. There some made in Korea? Yeah, that was going to be my next guess was that it was Uber import. Yeah, I think it might have been made in Korea, because that was about the time whenever, because a lot of Gretsch stuff is made in Korea, and now that Fender Musical Instrument Corporation owns <laughs> what a Gretsch. Mouthful. Well, I wanted it, you know, I figured they are like, well, let's make sure it flows right off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> but let's, uh, I guess we're going to head on to our topic. Oh, there's the, one other piece of, of news uh, that's floating oh. out there. Um as so graciously posted on her wall, there's also the orange getaway driver. Um, it, Sean Pierce Johnson did his Stompbox Saturday on that and posted it to our our Facebook group. Um, and honestly, if if Sean's ever done a demo that fits his playing style, it was this one. Mm-hmm. So it, it's worth a look. This is pretty cool pedal. I uh, I want to give it a shot. It's it's the orange sound in a box, just really well done. Yes, he's very much an orange guy. Mm-hmm. I would like to try it because I'm not an orange guy. I don't like orange amps. I played, uh, I think it was an orange rock verb or something like that. Mm-hmm. I did, man. I couldn't get a ta- tone out of it that I liked. I like the cleans were just thin and brittle sounding, and like anything overdriven just sounded like mush. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean it. It. It fits certain genres very well, and other genres, I don't think it will. Um, so, yeah, it it's cool. I, I'd rather do a pedal than go full leap into getting like a rocker verb. True. So yeah, they. So. Uh, I mean, they look great, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. Maybe I maybe I just had bad luck with an amp. So. Maybe we need to find one for your uh, for your Kemper, and then you'll start loving it. I'll get it. I do yeah. have a orange profile on there. Um, I think it's by I don't know who it's by, but it's called the Tangerine hmm. something. And does, I don't like it either. Doesn't so. Mister Daniel Shields have an orange rocker verb? He might. Daniel, if you listen to this, bring it to him. <laughs> yeah. and let me profile it. If I can get a sound out of it, I like. 
<laughs> we need to have Daniel on here. If you've never heard Daniel Shields talk, literally, like in the he has the most calm and soothing voice. Like I told him the last time I was on, we I was on Carter's talk tone with him uh, last name. I was like, dude, I want to listen to that just to help me like fall asleep because he's just so peaceful. He's just like, yeah. I'm just like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now can we move on to our topic? Or did you, you got another Okay, of, fine, we'll move right. on. So we are going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. This <laughs> As of today. <laughs> As of today. We're going to talk about click tracks and, um, uh, you know, whether they're needed and, you know, how you like them and, and, you know, different aspects of it. And they, the funny part is what we're joking about is I've been arguing with a guy all day on uh, a certain talk, praise and worship. A certain group. Don't say it. Oh, I'm gonna say it. I don't care. There's twenty thousand people in there. They can figure it out. So, uh, or whatever your name is, if you're listening, <laughs> I've I've got a podcast talking about it. No one cares about you. Right, you Ooh, both so. need to check your heart. Yeah, che- I've no. My heart's been checked. I was arguing <laughs> with a guy in church, so I had, I had the Lord on my side. <laughs> I was so I do I do security at my church too. So I was stationed at the front door, and I was just on my phone arguing with this guy while listening to the message. So secure. <laughs> so yeah. Well, hey, listen. <laughs> I had my blood going already. I was, I was like, you know how like those bouncer guys like watch roadhouse and like get all pumped up about it They're like oh yeah patrick swayze like that was me i'm like yeah i'm gonna argue with someone so how did we get here because i'm still <laughs> mad about it <laughs> all right so his name is so uh, take that <laughs> or anybody whose so, name is and there that's listening to this and is like what did i do sorry, sorry. <laughs> i actually have an employee named sorry <laughs> I don't think he listens to this. So we're good. Um, so let's see. My, I'm going to start with my point because I've been very opinionated about, it, opinionated about it today. Go for it. Click is not necessary. How dare you? I'll say that. I don't believe it's necessary <laughs> to have a good experience, whether it's in church or at a bar or wherever. It's not necessary. But click helps you stay tighter, helps you stay in the pocket better. And it helps you just in general maintain a tempo because very few humans who are alive today can start a song at a tempo and end the song at the same exact tempo. We're humans. We have air. You you do a fill and you speed up. Drummers are not impervious to speeding up or slowing down songs. Actually, they're the ones who are guilty of it. So to sit there and argue that a click it like d- does nothing or that you can maintain a tempo without a click because you practice at home with your little metronome is asinine. I think I can say that one and not get bleeps out. Well, we're so, as I, explicit. So, all right. So <laughs> I don't think that's I'll, a bad word though. I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump into this one, um, to let Diaz cool off for a minute. <laughs> uh, so I, I would say, to add to your point of is it necessary, you know, or is it a requirement? I, I, I would agree with Diaz that it's not a required thing. I spent years playing in church without a click. Uh, I've been in groups that don't use clicks, and we were able to successfully lead worship and not just, like, completely fall off the rails. Uh, but anytime I've had a band fall off the rails, 
we weren't using a click and we were all struggling with rhythm problems. And I think rhythm problems is one of the more pervasive problems that musicians face. Well, even the, worse than pitch, you know, the, the thing about the rhythm problems is you're also, it depends on who's looking to who for the tempo. Oh yeah. Yes. If you're not, your drummer needs to be the person setting your tempo, whether you like it or not, whether you're, and, and if your drummer can't keep a tempo, you probably need a click or he <laughs> needs to practice with a click. Like I, I don't I don't know why that would be such a problem to understand. Your your drummer is supposed to be your tempo and your the backbone of your band. That's one of the main things that a drummer does. Mm-hmm. And if he can't maintain a tempo, he needs to work on it. I mean, we all constantly need to work on improving ourselves. If you think you've got it figured out, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. End of story. Every, I mean, all these professional musicians who get, who literally play a show every day still practice in their spare time, and they still want to learn more. Like, you've got players like Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, all these uh, virtuosos. They still warm up, practice, do everything that we do that we think is making us better. They do because they think it's going to make them better, too, and or at least maintain their level of excellence mm-hmm. because a lot of those guys play with excellence. So they just, it's one of those classic things that people talk about. Like you you ask people, how do I get better at playing guitar? How do I get better at this instrument? Or how do, how do I improve myself? Every single professional will tell you, you need to start practicing with a metronome if you're not already. Cause you you do need that training that a click can bring in. Cause you need to be able to hear, all right, am I in front of the beat? Am I behind the beat? And, and cleaning that up. And I, about a year and a half ago, I, I took lessons again for a very short jaunt, um, and that was that was what that teacher just beat into me. He's like, "You're going to start. You need to start practicing with a metronome." I can tell you don't. And I started playing with a metronome, and it just night and day difference. Within a month or two, my playing changed. And I got, I've got a lot a better. Friend, I've got a friend. His name is Ryan Miller. Um, if you guys w- look up people on Facebook, look him up. Um, he's a phenomenal guitar player but his main thing is is he's doing 100 days of practice and every day he uploads a video and if you watch from day one to i think he's on day like 70 something or maybe 80 he has completely just surpassed and i asked him i'm like you know i want to get better as a guitar player i've i've kind of fallen in a rut i play the same riffs I've got the same sound. I'm doing the same this and that. And I wanted to, I want to learn, you know, different chords. Like he's really into, um, he's into like a four piece jazz band, stuff like that. So he's playing these crazy diminished seventh, eighth, ninth chords, whatever. And he sat there, he said, the first thing he said was, he's like, practice with a metronome. And I did, I bought a metronome. I haven't turned it on. Probably should. But I mean, practicing with a metronome is very important. Keeping time is very important. Look at, I mean, Look at people who are recording artists, like session guys. I mean, they don't just go in and just be like, yeah, uh, 88 beats per minute, got it, and just play perfectly. I mean, they listen to clicks. One of my favorite things and was one of the main things that made me feel like I needed a click was, um, so Chris has, you know, The Edge from U2 and, you know, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. Those are people he like loves and Scott Scott, John Mayer. <laughs> One guy that I absolutely love and I like man crush over real hard is Dave Grohl. Um, 
he's just phenomenal in my opinion and in one of the documentaries he's done i think it might have been sound city uh he talked about it was either sound city or foo fighters back and forth um he talked about playing to a click and how he just felt like so belittled or not belittled but he felt just like a little ant because he couldn't play to a click track that well he kept speeding up and slowing down um and like that's a prime example dave Grohl is one of the best rock drummers that we've seen he's steady he's in the pocket he he's just sounds amazing and he had to learn how to play with a click too so mm-hmm. if you think that you're above playing with a click you need to just reevaluate the way you're looking at music and you need to get off your high horse <laughs> and admit that you could do better than what you're doing now and a click will help that because a click's never going to get worse it's not like a click uh, will make you a... so the click went down in the middle of a song this week for me so yeah the click can be bad okay <laughs> well that i wouldn't say the click was bad but you the the thing you used was bad yeah the the, the macbook pro that uh it was a cpu overload so it just like fizzed out for a second and dragged a beat and it was very obvious Oof. um okay all right, but that very rarely happens, right? Scott? Yes. Yeah, especially. So how long have you been? How long have you been playing with Click? Uh, March last year is when March I started playing year. in a band with a Click. Chris, how long have you played with Click? Um, three, maybe four years. Okay, I've played with it for probably three or four months, and I, I've noticed a big difference in our musicians because we are tighter we're in we're right there it makes transitions easier because you're not having a drummer because the way i have my in-ear set up is my drummer's completely out of it and the only time the only thing i hear of the drummer is what comes through and i have an ambient mic out in the audience and that's what i hear because the drums are so loud enough out there where i don't need to mix them in but i have my click probably close to it's probably second loudest thing underneath my guitar and if I listen to the click, my transitions are a lot smoother than if I listen to the drummer. Because if I'm trying to listen to a fill or anything like that, I can get you can get lost in where the fill is. And I mean, some drummers do that, and that's why they add a beat sometimes, or something something crazy happens. They they drag or they speed up, and I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm still just <laughs> yeah. fuming. Uh, so I I played for without a click for one of the first times uh, last night. I I. We normally record on Sunday afternoons, um, so last night was the Saturday service I filled in at the last second on acoustic guitar. We didn't have a click, and I had to play rhythm guitar for the first time in a while, too, and that was a, a challenge. Uh, but how how did the band kind of resync? Because like a lot of us were so used to playing with a click, and we were kind of looking out to space to try to find where is this leader coming from, and... Uh, we were playing a few songs where there's a stutter strum in it. And so every time I stutter strummed in the song, I threw, we had a djembe player and I just threw him every time as he was trying to follow what I was doing. And I, I had to turn around in rehearsal, had to stomp basically to get him to kind of clue into what we're doing. Dude, and you're a big guy. If you're stomping at me, I'd be like scared to death. Well, what, <laughs> oh crap! I better be on this beat. This guy's about to stomp me into the ground. Well, and I'm I wasn't the worship leader either. I'm filling in, helping out. Um, one of our vocalists. She was being. She was the leader of that group. Um, fortunately, she's an amazingly talented musician who actually 
like understands beats and where her lyrics come in on beats and, and thinks much more in those terms. So she's she was wearing these nice high heeled boots. And so when she would start tapping, it was obvious and you could hear it. And so like we we kind of clued in that, hey, you're leading. I will follow you, you know, and, and working that way. But like other musicians were having trouble with it. And uh, that was one of those situations where like that band was not cohesive or tight and we needed a click to kind of sync us back together. Well, a good thing about the click is no matter if you're with a musician you've never played with before, mm-hmm. if you're on that click you know what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. when you're supposed to do it. And it kind of, I mean, now a bass player and a drummer together, you're, you know, they need to listen more to each other. That bass player needs to listen to where the kick is. But as a guitar player, you're not really worried about it too much. Yeah. You're I- more worried about where you're going on the beat because a lot of the times anything a guitar player does is kind of counter to what is going on. Because you don't need three, you don't need a kick drum, a bass drum, and the guitar player all hitting a thing unless you're doing a syncopated line. Mm-hmm. But it's so common with, especially in church groups, uh, you have a vocalist who's not counting. And <laughs> even with a click, even with everything, they're not hearing where the one is, yeah. or you had to come in on the and of something. And they drop <sighs> a beat, and the band doesn't. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, that happened to me last night. And because I was the only musician on stage, I just went, all right, I drop a beat. I'm back with you. Yeah, I've done that a few times. There's been, well, luckily, the musicians I play with have played with the, for a, played together for a while. So our, our, our vocalists don't have click. Only the uh, actual musicians do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not saying a vocalist isn't an actual musician, but only the musicians playing instruments are doing that. And so there's been a few times where we've had to add a beat to a measure or something like that and oh, kind of keep the vocalist where, you know, we follow the vocalist at some times. So. Th- there's a few songs where like, I, I will tell the group, I'm like, we're not playing with a click on this one because the vocalists won't follow it. <laughs> like, I just know coming in, I've never sang with this person or I've never played with this person, but we're, we did all the poor and powerless by, uh, all sons and daughters that's a classic one of people dropping a beat because there's a rest beat in that song in the verse mm-hmm. and the vocalists always drop it every time we do it. So it, you know, those kind of things like we can, we try throwing it on a click and if the musician's not trained on a click, they won't follow it still. And it's still a problem. So, I mean, there, yeah. there's those situations that like the click is helping make up for a lack of rhythm or musicianship or certain other qualities, but ramping up to being able to be on a click is still a skill set that needs to be brought up. And I know that's, that's a common problem for drummers too. Yeah. Well, so, um, the, I, I said my, so my full band uses click. Does anyone just have the drummer using click or does, does everyone hear theirs? Uh, everywhere I've played, it's been, everybody has the option to have click in their ears. Yeah, we're we're clicking ears, and if we're really well planned, the click will be synced with cues. Because you use tracks. Yep. Uh, sometimes. Uh, I mean, there's other songs where we don't actually have track. We don't actually have backing tracks, but we'll have a we'll have a cue track laid up. So you'll okay. get bridge two, three, four, verse two, three, four in your ears, and it helps a ton, 
as long well, as you guys, the vocalist is but following you're not it. more of a spontaneous church right you're more of a structured worship uh would you say we like today i improv i had an improvised guitar solo today which was interesting <laughs> um <laughs> I, uh, I, I like uh, by interesting you mean I, you... I broke out my strat this morning and my super had new tubes in it. So I was just in, I am going to need to blues like everything I can today. <laughs> uh, kind of one of those moments. Uh, but yeah, you, you just program in, you say, all right, we're going to take eight measures here. Or if we're going to vamp, we structure the song. So we're going to vamp at the end. And so the click will keep going, but the cues will end if you're going to repeat the chorus an extra time or then hop into the ver- hop into the bridge and then go back to the chorus like we can we can leave that unstructured and leave the click going but you 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 append the song with it you don't have it happen in the middle of the song makes sense okay chris what about you uh kind of the same way but uh, we've unless it's like a worship night like specifically like 90% music we very rarely ever go on the spirit led uh like continuing like a 20 minute song kind of deal so uh, it's uh. really not that big of an issue for us but even when we do do that um at least out of <laughs> <you do. sighs> I was beginning to wonder if that was going to come <laughs> Timestamp it. <laughs> don't don't you get edit that in post. You let the world know. It's like, you let all twenty people listening to this thing know. But uh, we have a music director. It's normally our well, it's one guy at our campus and he either is playing like bass, rhythm electric, or keys. So even if we get off don't have cues or if our worship leader like gives him a certain sign he'll get in the talk back mic and tell us okay we're gonna hit the chorus again do bridge you know whatever and i've yeah. when i did a d now two months ago i went ahead and like took it upon myself to kind of just like do that music director because roll because we didn't have tracks we didn't have click um it's kind of rough getting up like in practices getting up to it so it's like okay we need somebody that's going to be able to call out structure especially if we can't hit clean endings we and like the worship leader did a few times like go on into extended worship so i just had to be like okay so that way we can get this song even like done and you know on track and we're not all kind of up here wide-eyed like deer in headlights I just had to keep getting in there. It's like, okay, chorus one or two more times. Let's vamp on the bridge. Bring it down next chorus. If you feel like ending it, end it there. <laughs> and just kind of yeah. See, we use keep a roadmap. We don't use any. We don't use any tracks. We use uh, pads um, because we're definitely one of those uh, Pentecostal churches. The he baba she baba. We're gonna keep going until the Baptists have already ate and left. <laughs> um, <laughs> We uh, So the way we have our setup is we use a click, and we don't use any tracks. We do have someone with a talkback, and they usually let people know. But when in rehearsal, we kind of have like a loose idea of what we're going to do, but we use hand signals more than anything. Everyone knows what our hand signals are. Yeah. So That's kind of how my old church the, was, too. We had hand signals. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, and then you've got the, like, the glares, you know, the <laughs> glare. You're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> like, like, just shh, stop playing the guitar solo, please. But they, uh, that's what kind of what we do. But we, we've just recently went to the click about four months ago. And, like, man, it's a world of difference. It just really is. You feel tighter. Definitely. And it's why anyone would argue against it is kind of beyond me. Like I get it. If you're not able to do it due to um, uh, the technology you have, just say that, like say we don't use in ears. So, okay, well you're not going to use a click. If you don't have in ear monitors, then at least you should at least have your drummer listening to a metronome to start the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are free, free iPhone apps that do this very well. So, you know, yeah. it, it's not really a financial restriction to ha- not have a drummer on a click. Yeah. It's more yeah, a stubborn definitely. thing. Yeah, because something Chances like that are... is what I'm planning on doing with St. Jimmy is whenever we have gigs and we if we don't have in-ears for whatever reason, I'm at least making sure our drummer has click. So that way we can be in time. <laughs> well, well, like yeah, your, but... your drummer can have like a personal monitoring station where exactly. he still gets a monitor feed to in-ears yeah. and he can route an aux in so he can run his own click just for him. Or even Can't worst case scenario, roll, just one of those uh, rolls boxes. Yeah, the those that's a that's a good example of one yeah, of those. I may need to look that oh, up. Like then. twenty bucks. Yeah, you can find them used. I'm I'm pretty sure half the time there's churches that have them just lying around in the back because there's no point of selling them because they're <laughs> dirt cheap. And then like half the time you could probably go up to a church and be like, "Hey, what are you doing with this?" Like, I don't know, just take it, get it out of the church, please. Like, but I mean. <laughs> getting back i'm actually going to bring us back like onto the improv thing and the or the um spirit-led worship is you can even do that with clicks i mean you have your drummer keep a tempo on the cymbal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like if you're if it's a slow enough tempo hit every beat hit on the one and the three do something Mm -hmm. but the point like the point is is that you're able to do this and one of the arguments someone said was uh your the ten you know the congreg i bet you ten dollars the congregation's not going to know oh they might not they'll they'll notice that sooner than if you're using elixir strings or a kemper or a helix like they'll notice beat before they notice anything because it's just so ingrained in human like the psyche they'll notice that the band is tighter yeah like mm-hmm. they won't be able to put their finger on it like as a musician you're gonna sit there and you're gonna be like listen you're gonna be like okay yeah they hit that together really well but a person in your congregation is gonna go oh there's just something about the the worship today or a person in an audience of a show is like man that was just that was tight it just mm-hmm. sounds tight and to sit there and if the way i look at it is if you're in church and you're leading worship you want to do it with all of your excellence because you don't want to be a distraction i've been in plenty of churches where the musicians were more of a distraction than a help because because and you know uh, the people will say oh well you shouldn't pay attention to the music you should pay attention to praising god yeah but there's a level of which i mean someone hits a wrong note you're you can't ignore that or the acoustic guitar is just strumming way off pattern (laughs) yeah like you're gonna notice those things that you cannot help because music is it i mean i'm gonna go hippie like it's just a part of the world it's in us our heart beats to a beat like that's like everything you do is to a beat 
and to sit there and take away from that and to talk down on that mm-hmm. is just kind of crazy. So, yeah. so I'm I'm personally a fan of music that does speed up and slow down and a structured format. I think there's a necessity. Uh, you can definitely tell on a click band when they go down to just saying like just the acoustic guitar lightly strumming and, and repeating the chorus or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it doesn't slow down. You're like, oh, cool. They're still on a click. Or you'll see some hand motions go up and the click gets killed because like they want to slow the song down. Like there are elements of that being needed in music. And I mean, that goes back to classical and formal music as well. The conductors speed up and slow down the tempo. But that's structured. It is. It's structured and it's planned and it's there. Um, you You were talking earlier about how you have the click super loud in your ears. Yes. So I don't. I I go like if the drummer's not playing, then I hear the click. But if the drummer's playing, I hear the drummer. That's usually how that's how I have mine too. set up. Well, the reason the reason why I don't do that is because um, I feel like the drummer in my in ears t- uh, kind of fills in a space where I can't hear uh, the other guitar player and mm. uh, the and the piano as well as I would like. So the way my see, but I also am very bad at the fact that I don't have mine set up in stereo. So I'm not panning. So most people, when they do that, they pan. Yeah. You need to pan your in-ears. Well, the problem with the reason why I don't pan my in-ears is because I still haven't figured out how to get my wireless to hook up in stereo. So like, that's, that's the main reason why I want to pan, but, um, I've like bought cables and it still doesn't work. I've got to figure it out. But for the most part, that's why I do that. And that way I can still hear. I don't know. I think even if I did pan, I'd still want a good uh, click. But that's because I prefer hearing mm-hmm. that over the drummer. So I, I pan the drummer hard one direction. Um, like So if the drummer's to my right, I pan him hard right. So it's just like naturally there in my ears. And I, I use the in-ear to just give him or her just like sharpness from the microphones i'm not using it to get real volume out of it um because like with with molded in-ears you just hear you just hear muffled everything Mm -hmm. so i want that sharp i want that attack i I, so then i can send i can now hear when they're actually hitting the drum uh and i have the click panned to the same spot yeah okay See, I I wouldn't pan it to the same spot. Mm-hmm. I'd want it somewhere different. Yeah. But that's like, but that's just personal preference. That's why I thank God that they have presets, and you can save your preset on Aviums and Behringers and all that. The power plays. Uh, yeah, if you get the same unit. Yeah. Week on oh, week. Well, I, I use the same unit, so oh, I uh, I'm at the mercy of the setup because we roll in and out every week, and. Oh yeah, that's right. You're a mobile. Are you uh? One of our down church. Yeah, one of our campuses is mobile. One of us is a is a permit location, but I'm not there enough, you know. To start, and I'm not extra it enough to, like to just show up with my own preset eleven in years. Like, I want to, I want to start a church that's like a pop up church, like pop up restaurants. I just, <laughs> I would be a horrible. You can't keep congregants that way though. They'd be like, you know, I'm not even check. I don't even care where you are this week. I'm done with this game. Oh no, it depends on the location. <laughs> if you're in a big enough city, you might get all the uh, hipster worship leaders coming like we're going to some french sounding <laughs> cafe your pastor slash barista <laughs> will be there at 11 30 
if your pastor's a barista, don't get upset. I was just <laughs> reaching on that one. We have a coffee shop in our church. We do too. <laughs> we, we have a Keurig. <laughs> That's our coffee shop. We have a Keurig. Yeah. I think we have a, or we, no, we have coffee pots. We got a bun, like one of those industrial coffee makers. And that's what we use. So, so uh, we were talking, we were talking before the episode and, and ranting at each other about this. Mm-hmm. And an idea came up about, should you have the click on the whole time? We don't use the, all right. So we don't use the click the whole time. Are you, oh, hold on, are you talking about like starting a song and then letting the click go? Yeah. Like, so or, I, I mainly, I, I rely on a click to really just get momentum on a song. So like right. we did like lion in the lamb this week. Right. And yeah, that just has a, you need a, you kind of just need a click to start that song because otherwise you expect everyone to come in on time with the same amount of energy at that, that big fill to start the song it can be very messy very quickly or everyone will start very sheepishly sheepishly going in or like they're just backing away from it or they just don't have the confidence to hit that first chord or that first riff in time and and together where a click will just it locks everybody in we we usually get about two measures of click before the song starts um or like the old song will be ending and the click already started for the next song and so like you're just like "Mm, mm, and then you hear intro two three four and then you're in you know you have so much more momentum when you have that so we don't have tracks so we don't really get that count in the way we're set up so when so the musicians are already playing when our first song starts because we we're kind of like playing while the greeting is done like welcome to worship life church get off your butts and get up here let's go um we don't actually say that I think we should, but we don't. Uh, so what what will happen is is we'll be playing in something, and then we'll all kind of die down, and the pad will still be going. And then the drummer, if I'm, like, say we're doing Line in the Lamb, and I'm kicking off that intro, mm-hmm. um, or we'll all kind of, like, look to the drummer, and he'll hit the cymbal. He'll go, one, two, three, four, boom, and then we're in. So that's that's how we do it but our click stays on throughout the entire song the only time the click goes off is if we're um going into kind of a spontaneous thing so like i said i'm we're heavy pentecostal so every song has a spontaneous moment it seems like um so what what'll happen is is at that point we'll keep going we'll go and we'll go and if it goes to where a vocalist kind of goes into a spontaneous moment and isn't really following a beat so much then we'll turn it off and uh then we'll move on to the next song's click once we're about to head there and but we really our click stays on as long as possible and if anyone we haven't had a problem where we've gotten off the click in a service yet and that comes from us practicing with it and making sure that you know no matter what even in rehearsal anything like that that click stays on like that it's kind of became one of those non-negotiables it's not like someone and if you're in kind of the way we have it set up too is you know it's kind of understood with the musicians if you're listening you need to be able to hear the click Hmm. so but that's how that's how our structure is at our Mm -hmm. church with it so a classic complaint from guys who run front of house sound is vocalists who pull an in-ear and then they turn their head next to a microphone that's live and now you can hear the click in the mic one of our worship leaders is so bad at that. Yeah. We're trying to get him 
I, to train to like throw it at least throw it behind your body if you're gonna pull it out but like you know you're in the heat of the moment so you don't remember to do that so like halfway through the song you just start getting why are the, they pulling out their in-ears do they do they not have uh an ambient mic like out in the audience or something we do we don't have one of those we do so i don't you, know why he doesn't he should turn that up more like the, an ambient mic so i used to be really bad i've had 1964 ears the v3s from back whenever they were still mm-hmm. Just when they were just hitting it big, I've had them forever. Yeah. And one of my biggest, the, I used to be the one of the one in ear guys, really bad. And that's because we didn't have an ambient mic. And when we finally moved all the musicians, because at one point I was the only one who ran in ears because we we had an avium system, and everyone else would just kind of use over the ears or something like that. And so no one had no one had like full isolation. Yeah. And now we've moved to where every our our drummers isolated. Um, I've got in ears. Everyone's pretty much got in ears, whether they're mold, but they're not all molded. And but they're like it just sounds so sterile. I'm like if you do, you've got to get an ambient mic. That's one of the biggest things. Anytime someone's on a, a forum saying, I just can't put in both in ears. It's if you're not. It's because you're not using an ambient mic. And if you are, you need to turn it up in your mix. Yeah. Because it gives that more open air feeling. So. See. Oh, see, I actually don't like it. Yeah, I don't use it. We have it, but like I have reverb on. It's one of the. I have reverb on my board. So and how my mix is set up, it's normally me boosted like just enough to where I can still hear lead vocals over everything else, but it's normally just me click a little bit of drum and vocalist. So to me, and the vocals already have reverb coming through our, uh, auxes anyway, because they like to hear that too, for whatever reason. So I turned that off too. Yeah. <laughs> so the way our setup is, we kind of already get, you know, reverb and nice filled mixes in our ears anyway. And as hmm. a guitarist, it's like, okay, I don't need to hear how the crowd is responding as much as, you know, like the worship leaders do and like the frontline singers. Well, I think it's more, it's not so much hearing the, I don't, I don't care how the, I mean, I do care how the congregation's <laughs> responding, but I don't I care don't, about them at all the entire time. <laughs> that, listen, that's your own problem not out there staring at me. I'm not happy. <laughs> if they're not watching me when I play that cool lick. Then you know what? I'm not even worried about them. You know, they're off my prayer list for the night. You know what, Tia's? You need to check your heart, bro. Yeah. Check it. Dang. Oof. Ouch. <laughs> all right. So. That was the episode this time. But, yeah, this is the way the episode ends this time. All right, check your heart. Bye. So, uh, but they, uh, but the ambient mics, it's more or less, it's more about the feel of it doesn't make me feel kind of constricted and like in an isolation because that's like one of the things is I want to be able to wear them and not, I guess it's more like you're wearing them and not, it doesn't feel like you're wearing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's tricking my brain more than anything. So so we were that, playing think, with a set of in-ear um, control stations. Uh, the Live Mix series, they have on their base station an ambient mic that you can dial in and out. So you can actually get like your stage presence interesting. in or out of it. Hmm. And since I usually put mine on the floor next to my board, 
it was my first time using it and I, I was like why are my effects pedals clicking so loudly <laughs> in the mix because like sometimes we we sometimes use a grand piano and i'm next to the grand piano and the grand piano mic if it's quiet like like they're praying or whatever um like the prayer doesn't come through our in-ears so like if someone's talking or like the pastor's mic, that's not coming through our in-ears. So like I will be setting up for a song coming out and you'll hear me click, 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 click. And like everyone in the band will like look at me because they can hear it through the piano. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a cool thing. Cause like a, it gives you, it gives everybody an opportunity to press it. And there's an intercom to just each other. So like we had to change up the service, like we had to move a song around because the pastor was late to get in there or something like that. And they're like, "So which song are we doing?" Okay, we're starting it here, and like everyone's able to like, "Yes, okay, I got you," you know. And that that works really well, and also That's just gives cool. you that that yeah. sense of place on the stage. Yeah, the only backside to that I would see would be if you're getting a delay off like the back wall from yeah, that would be the only downside. Yeah, so like my guitar would probably be a problem for that because like it's way off in a wing. It's you know it's thirty feet away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, th- that's all that's all well and good. I I personally I listen to music almost all day at work when I'm not on the phone. I have headphones on or something like that, so I'm quite used to being in isolation with music. Yeah, that's kind of how. So I that's am too. That, that's a more natural state for me. And since I'm panning everything right, I think of it more as I'm like I'm listening to like. I feel like I'm tracking yeah, more than I feel like I'm in front of a crowd. And that, that helps for me just with like, I'm not, I'm not getting nervous of being in front of people or, you know, some of those kind of things. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good uh, ending point. So uh, thanks for joining us this week uh, on the effects loop. Uh, Follow us on Instagram uh, at the effects loop and check out, we've got a Facebook group. Um, We've actually had people, requesting to join which has been kind of uh, kind of threw me off <laughs> from our Jeez. dozens of listeners <laughs> all t- listen all 12 of you guys really wanted in <laughs> no but go on there and if you have any uh thing you want to add or or a topic suggestion just let us yeah. know and we'll so, have a link in the description um, to both of those yeah follow the link go look so i'm diaz i'm chris i'm scott all right we'll see you later guys thanks Hey.